three, four. The common counterpart. Welcome, commoners. I am your host, Josh. And I am your co-host, your beta, oh, today. yes. To you as the alpha. I'm Mark. <laughs> and I'm lesser than you. If you could only see his face right now. You're not lesser. How do you feel about that, though? I'm, do you like that intro? I, I did. I, I like the idea of being alpha, and then I feel like the coyote that just ran off the cliff. I, He's like, I don't have anything to hold me up. And now you're going to fall. Yeah, you, Mark, you are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> well, you were sensitive last week, so I thought I'd let you introduce the pod, and I thought I'd let you run with it. And I actually have a stopwatch, and I'm going to record the oh, amount of time that, that I speak what? versus the amount of time that you it speak. Sounds like maybe your wife talked to you. No. <laughs> the people have spoken, and they want to hear more about Josh Olson. Well, well, I, I, I hope I don't disappoint. I don't think that you can. How was your, how was your week, your weekend? It was good, man. The week was good. I it, it was it was a fast weekend, and I, I knew it was fast from the time that Friday night hit when I said, "Oh, it's already Friday night." And I from there it was just ultra quick, nothing spectacular or crazy, but just like a good time. That's good. I felt a little little recharged coming back, mm-hmm. counting down the days till school. Me too. I I did very little. We're we're, we're fixing the backyard, uh, and so I've been sitting in the backyard reading. You're wa- watching somebody else fix your backyard. Well, today, yes, yeah, somebody else is fixing. How did I, that feel? It felt good. You feel like a have? <laughs> Always been a have. Always been a have. <laughs> Better to be a have than a have not. A North Fresno have. Yeah. No, that's great. No, man, I'm I'm excited. Been doing yeah. some research. Mm-hmm. Been watching some things on Netflix. Did you watch that documentary? I did not. Okay. And it's funny because we kind of had this one planned, right? Yeah. Because last week we talked about it for a second of what a po- the possible topic would be today. And then you watched a little something this weekend. I did. Uh, Netflix had, uh, gosh, the the lost history of pirates or something like that. And uh, it was interesting. You know, I, I, Hollywood dictates what we view as pirates. Um, and then you're watching this sort of mocu-series. No, that's not the right term. Docu-series. Was it like a dramatization, though, or is it yeah, a documentary? That, yeah. And the acting's cheesy, and you're, you know, they all have straight white teeth. Yeah. Um, and no scars or syphilis or that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> but it was just interesting to see that way back when, uh, pirates weren't what we thought they were. Uh, they started off as sort of... Uh, henchmen that that that, that uh, noble and respectable businessmen would hire as privateers, and they were given a letter of mark that gave them permission to go out and do things for these people. Uh, and since it was way out on the on the open seas, there's no law. And I think that's the one thing that kind of baffles me. If you are amongst a a, a group of people, and we cannot all agree on a common law, when you're out in the streets or when you're out in the ocean and someone decides, I think I'm going to take your stuff, there's nothing you can do. It becomes very difficult. Right. Right. And this is sort of on the heels of what we talked about last week, right? As we go into, you know, the fishing and the overfishing and mm-hmm. the whaling and a lot of the things that they brought up in Seaspiracy, we thought, what a great natural transition to stay on the high seas. Mm-hmm. And sort of look at pirates. Yeah. Because it sounds so fun. And it's, 
it sounds like you wouldn't be able to talk too much about it, but I think both you and I found a lot of interesting sort of side avenues in regards to discussing modern pirates. Well, I always like it when we decide to take a topic that even we don't get to spend a whole lot of time talking about. I mean, pirates are not in my curriculum. I know it might be surprising, <laughs> but even as human geographers, uh, pirates don't make the cut. So honestly, this was a learning experience for me as well. Mm -hmm. um, because y you really are only limited to what's being shown to you. And I think that's my favorite part about doing these type of episodes is mm -hmm. that, man, I think today we're going to maybe rock some worlds a little bit with I what hope we know. So. It's all, always fun. All 20 of you out there. Yeah. Thank you for your faithfulness. We appreciate it. And before we get started, those 20 that are listening, make sure you leave us a review <laughs> and a rating. Give us a follow on The Common Counterpart on Instagram. Uh, we love you all as the commoners. You are our favorite mm -hmm. people beneath us. Yeah. And you hold us up. So poetic. I know. Now, we, I find that we keep going back to this idea of um, what people think about when they hear certain terms. Mm -hmm. And we've joked before that we have got to do a Disney episode. Yeah. Man, I don't know if I can, can I even say Disney? I am, I gonna get, am I going to get pulled? We might get pulled. We're definitely demonetized. Can, can, they control everything. Yes. Can we say Walt's company? Maybe. Maybe we'll do that. Okay. So <laughs> they're going to demonetize. Yeah, we're done. We're, you're not going to be able to find this anymore. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get shadow banned. Uh, my first sort of recollection. Recollection. Recollection? No, it is recommendation. Recollection. recollection. Okay. Uh, of pirates is Peter Pan. Interesting. That's it. Like that's where my brain automatically goes. I go Peter Pan, Captain Hook, Captain Jack Sparrow. Okay. And 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 that is what I and honestly I do think that most people think when they think about pirates. Well, I think that might be a generational thing. What do you go with? Uh, I go with Blackbeard. I go. Well, with, but where did you see that? Well, I grew up on a very different Disney than you. So I grew up on the live action movies of, you know, Tom Sawyer, Treasure Island, Swiss Family Robinson, Herbie the Love Bug. But where's Blackbeard fit in there? Uh, Blackbeard's part of Treasure a, Island. Oh, he is? I believe so. Okay, I don't know if I've ever seen I that. also grew up on uh, Sinbad. And Sinbad, not the comedian, but the, the, the Persian pirate character. And I loved me some Sinbad. What was he in? Oh, my gosh. Sunday, so before cable, yeah. and obviously before the internet, uh, Sunday afternoon matinees. And these were movies that might have been made in the 50s or 60s. Um, a lot of over-dramatizations of things. This is uh, Charlton Heston's, you know, uh, uh, The Bible or yeah. Ten Commandments or Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra. But I loved Sinbad. The genies and the cyclops, the, the big earrings and the, the, the hammer pants, and the big sword that n never made any sense. I got to go back and catch some of that then. Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably pretty cheesy, the little clay claymation dinosaurs that were out attacking people. <laughs> it's so great. So, but we, we, we do, from a very early age, have these ideas about pirates. Mm -hmm. And now, if you think about it, they have, um, oh, my kids watched them. Jake and the and the and the Neverland Pirates. I don't know. It's like a cartoon. Okay. Uh, so that's like the new Disney generation. So, okay. it, all that to be said, we are very much influenced by what we are shown 
as the world says, here are your pirates. Yes. These are what pirates are supposed to do. You have to have this flag. You have to look like this. You have to dress like this. You have to do all of those things. Right. And and that gets sort of reinforced as you grow up, and you're mm-hmm. like, I guess that's what pirates look like. And when somebody says, if you're on a cruise, look out for pirates, you're, you are looking for a guy with a peg leg and a parrot on his shoulder. With a bottle of rum. With a bottle of rum. And, and a cannon. Yeah, and the, and the Jolly Roger flag or whatever right. that is. Yeah. And that's not what pirates look like anymore. It's not. And I think that the first real media piece that really changed this was when Captain Phillips came out. Yes. Right? The movie that really shows what pirates are looking like these days. And and had you had you seen the movie? I did not. I still haven't seen it. Do, do you know that I have a almost a phobia of movies based upon real events that took place in my lifetime. It's just too raw. I can't watch 9-11. I can't watch, uh, what was that one? The, the um, Captain Sully? I couldn't watch Captain Sully. I couldn't watch the one about the oil spill in the Gulf. Oh, you watched the Boston Marathon one? No, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I don't know what it is. We should just have a day where we just go through all your trauma and just get it all out in one day. I, just, I, don't, know, I don't know what it is about it being real. No, that's I, I, super fair that because it could me. actually could happen. Yeah, it's really easy to go back and watch pirates on Pirates of the Caribbean. You're like, oh, that was probably fun I love, because I remember seeing those parts on the ride. Right, uh, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now that it's not fun. So we thought we would talk about pirates today, really bring people up to speed about what's been taking yeah. place. And and to be fair, we're talking about something that is not as known as you would think because, like you said. The high seas are the high seas. Right. So you really can't know everything. But there is mm-hmm. some things that we know. I thought we would try and maybe tie it back into ecotourism a little sure. bit and ecoterrorism mm-hmm. and maybe try and come full circle with this. Well, so, so, so let me ask you, um, do you have a likely chance of seeing a pirate in throughout the world, the Pacific, the Atlantic, the Indian, and the Southern Ocean? Look at you. I learned it. Learning. I learned it good. Um so if yeah, if you're if you're on your yacht, because my yacht is in the shop right now, so I'm gonna have to borrow <laughs> yours. It's so tough. But when you're on somebody else's yacht, are you gonna see a pirate anywhere? So here here's the first thing that really kind of shocked me a little bit. And I I try and like I really wanna tie these things together. I think that or I really I hope that the episode that we did on shipping really opened people's ideas to the idea of a freeway in the water, mm-hmm. that it's not five boats that are going back and forth, that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of boats every single day that are That'd traveling. 3,000 boats. Yeah, and you just, you don't know. Right. And when you say, when you bring that number, it, it makes way more sense. Like I think of, when I think of pirates, I'm like, man, what are the odds they actually run into a, a ship? Mm-hmm. Like the ocean's so big. But there are pirate attacks mm-hmm. almost every other day. And, and I, I think I saw something like that, but are they are they happening just as commonly in the Pacific? So we have areas. Okay. And as you would imagine, the areas are based on shipping routes. Yes. Not surprising, because right. why would you want to hang out in the middle of nowhere and hope one comes to you when you know choke points are going to be the locations where these boats have to go? Mm-hmm. So if you want to catch a big fish, go where the big fish go. Got it. And so we have different areas um, throughout the world where we're going to see these things. Uh, a couple common spots are uh, Venezuela, okay, Bangladesh, Mexico, Peru, Somalia. I'm I'm noticing a trend. What's your trend? They are equatorial or south of the equator. In Somalia, I'm looking on my map here because you've you've encouraged me to look at maps. 
uh, Somalia seems to be like right up in there in a major choke point. Major choke point. Okay, so we talked about the Suez Canal last time, but now there's the Gulf of Aden? Adam? Yeah. Okay. So these guys are just like... It's fish in a barrel. Okay. You have these spots. And really, even when we start talking about Bangladesh, Singapore, mm-hmm. you know, those areas in the, in the Philippines... Yeah. Those areas around Southeast Asia, you know they're carrying cargo, mm-hmm. right? It's like the, it's like the uh, you know, around Christmas time, there's always more break-ins in parking lots, sure. right? Because you know people are going to be stacked with gifts and they're buying things. Mm-hmm. That same idea. You want to go where the goods are and right. you know, and because there's so much communication, because everything is electronic now, I was reading that there is a lot of inside information that people sell to people. Hey, just so you know, here's what's on this ship. Hey, yeah. just so you know, here's where it's going. Hey, just so you know, here's mm-hmm. the route that it's going to take. And you know what kills me? I have to imagine whatever's on the ship has... Let, let's just come up with a number. Let's say there's a $100 million worth of gear. And who knows what sort of investment people have on the ship and the staff and that sort of thing. How much does it cost for one street thug to sell information to another street thug? Is, is, is it a pack of cigarettes? I mean, it can be super easy, right? right? But also you can you don't even need somebody else. Mm-hmm. We talked the other week about how the shipping industry only works on efficiency. Mm-hmm. That's why we use choke points. That's why we try and shave off every single mile that we possibly can because more distance needs more needs more cash. So so I any, know where they're going to go. Any pirate is going to know where these people are. And due to efficiency, we know that a boat is only empty in the harbor. Right. Because they're going to load up more stuff yep. and head home with, with more supplies. Right. I mean, it's the idea that if, if I'm going to, you know, if I, I'm not going to hang out on the side streets. I'm mm-hmm. going to the freeway. Right. That's where, the, that's where it's at. You're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get a hold of a big rig. Yeah. You're not going to hang out on side streets. They're yeah. traveling up and down on the major port roads. When I got to say, I'm looking at Somalia, Somalia, Somalia. right now. Um, and I mean, talk about a big street corner. It, probably one of the biggest, right. right? And so let's focus on Somalia because that is the one that gets the most attention. Mm-hmm. That's where we get a lot of um, the stories that are coming out. I I don't want to peg it as the pirate spot. Can I peg it? As mm, the, okay. No. Then we will. We, we are not pegging this as the pirate spot. Yeah, we're gonna be kind. Okay. It, there, it's like just because it's the most famous doesn't mean it's the only place that it's happening. Sure. But when we talk about Somalia, right? Give me a little bit of science. There has to be a reason. Sure. Right? No one wakes up one day and says, I'm going to be a pirate. Right. Again, don't think of the eye patch and the hat. <laughs> That's exactly. I was thinking <laughs> of a little it. kid going to a birthday party. I saw it. I saw it in your mind. Don't do it. So what, why would anybody want to choose a life of crime and possible death? I mean, I can't imagine a pirate's lifespan being, no pirate's dying of old age. No, it's a very rocky, dangerous, very it's a very dangerous. dangerous job and something that's not guaranteed. So what would possess anyone to think we are going to take guns and a rickety old boat and we're going to take 10 of our bravest or most desperate guys and we're going to go after a multi-million dollar treasure hunt. And the answer is desperation. Pirates don't have either the technology or the natural resources where they're coming from. And that can be a variety of reasons. So when I look at parts of Africa who were colonized by European countries or who have just dealt with, you know, millennia of tribal warfare, there's no infrastructure. There's no, there's no roads. There's no school. There's no central government or currency. 
And then, of course, you know, different countries come in, pretty much rape the land, and then bail. And so a country like Somalia has never had an opportunity to stand on their own two feet. And when they do try, there's nothing there. You and I were talking about this earlier. There's no farmland. What was the percent you gave me? One. One percent. One percent arable land. Of farmable land. That's so, that's so tough when you're dealing with a country mm. that isn't developed enough to not need agriculture. But if, if there was some Westerner who, who wanted to drop a couple billion, Somalia is nothing but beachfront property, equatorial beachfront property, at which point once – I mean I, I'm thinking of Qatar – Wait, who, who are the super wealthy countries where they can actually desalinate water? Yeah, you're thinking Qatar, right. Qatar, United Arab Emirates. There we go. Those Dubai, areas. that yeah. sort of thing. Yep. I think Somalia, Somalia could be a country like that, but they are desperate. Um, and they're out to get what's, what they think is due them. They have been taken advantage of for centuries. And their neighbors are relying on agriculture. And who's the, who are and, the neighbors? And, and so when you think about the countries that are even in Africa, even in that particular area, mm -hmm. you're growing crops, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's coffee, whether it's some sort of a grain, mm -hmm. you're, you're growing these things that give you the opportunity to have jobs. When, when you don't have that, right? We've talked about this before. You can't go from hunting and gathering to manufacturing. Mm -hmm. You have to take the necessary steps. And one of those necessary steps is feeding a growing population. So you have to have food. Mm -hmm. You have to have agriculture. And so they don't have that. Mm -hmm. On top of that, they are a country that has been riddled with civil war for over 30 years. Right. You don't have a strong central government for 30 years. You're not going to be able to get anything done because no one is there to answer the main questions. No one's there for development. No one's there looking out for the good of the whole. Everyone's mm -hmm. looking out for their peace. And they are ranked one of the lowest countries in terms of GDP in the entire world. They are not producing anything out of that country. Right. And so you have all of these issues on top of each other. Desperation leads to people doing things they wouldn't normally do. Absolutely. That, that's crime 101. Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult to say, oh, Somalia is the problem. We, no. we, we need to go to war with Somalia. The pirates are in Somalia. Mm -hmm. it, it's not a group think like this is what we're going to do for right. a living. Because it's, they, Somalia doesn't have a national identity. Right. They're so fractured. As are most African countries in right. general. And so we have these major issues on the shore. Now, what Somalia does have, like you said, is beachfront. They mm -hmm. have the largest shoreline in Africa. And so And that is typically money making one oh one. Because what are you gonna do with beachfront property? You're gonna fish. Right. You're gonna fish and you're gonna have tourism. Yeah. And you're gonna crush. Mm -hmm. And that's what everyone really wants. I guarantee all of those countries that are landlocked in Africa would love for a little beachfront property. Oh absolutely. And Somalia has maybe the most. And it's I mean it's a little it's it's I think it's just below the equator. And so a little arid, but it's going to be a nice spot. I mean, you're looking at parts of Saudi Arabia. You're looking at India, um, out there in the Indian Ocean. One of the, the, the other things when you're looking at um, this, this, this region is what's the difference between a place like Somalia, who has poor agriculture, no trees, what makes them any different than England 400 years ago? Because England had crappy soil. And England didn't have a ton of forests, and England went out and started trading. So that's that. That I think is a great point because they don't have that that central structure, like you said. They don't have schools. Mm -hmm. They don't have hospitals. I was looking it up. The life expectancy in Somalia is fifty five. 
That's an that's, that's a, the average. That's an average. Okay. So that's one. Of, that's one of the worst in the world. Ooh, that is. Y- you you don't have education, mm-hmm. and you can say what you want about educational programs in different areas and whether they're efficient or not. We we know that those types of systems are what lead to innovation, mm-hmm. and they don't have it. And who's going to want to build it? Because right. everyone's looking out for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about piracy. We have to think about what actually is taking place. It's opportunity. And what is crazy is these Somalian pirates, they understand, and pirates around the world understand, that it is very difficult to patrol the seas. Right. Especially in, not not to be that guy, but especially in that part of the world, you are, there's, there's a lot of people willing to look the other way. We'll find a superpower that's going to defend everybody else. Yeah, well, and, and to be honest with you, there aren't any superpowers south of the equator. Right, and, and what do you, you, you expect them to patrol the entire ocean? Right. Again, I think that we think we could just make like, you know, you get those images from movies where there's like six ships all traveling in one direction. You're like, mm-hmm. man, nothing's going to get by these guys. Yeah. The ocean is so big. Yeah. It's so easy to do. And so when we think about pirates, I, I, I want to talk about what actually is happening because you can you can see images where you see these five guys mm-hmm. in a boat that looks like it was built in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how are these people even getting away with anything? But I started reading about the way that piracy works. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly complex. Really? So these events are usually funded by investors. Legitimate or un- underworld? Underworld. Okay. They have their own stock market. They have their own investors. We're talking thousands of dollars to sort of fund mm-hmm. these types of events, and you're essentially gambling. And you're—I would assume—you're not hiring high-level personnel. You're not going on LinkedIn looking for pirates. No, but you kind of have your own unofficial LinkedIn. That's crazy. And they were going over it. It can cost thirty thousand dollars for one of these attacks. And so, what's your investment worth? Well, your mate can be over a million. And what are you, what are these guys stealing? So here's the thing. So here's what here's what's taking place. They are getting funded, uh-huh. right? Thirty thousand. You cannot show up with a BB gun and think that you're going to take over these ships. Right. These are legit coordinated events, and the reason why we oftentimes see those little tiny boats mm-hmm. is those are sort of taken off of the major boats, and there's usually two or three of them at least, and they're hitting them from multiple directions. Okay. Because you only have to go on the ship. What else are you supposed to do? Right. Right, and so they will usually use these much smaller boats to get near the big boat, and then they will go on board. They are likely looking for a hostage-type situation where the crew is important. Okay. Because these companies, you really can't have, like, people be going missing. Right. Or dying on you. It's really hard to find employment that way. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I was really surprised to know, yes, they are going for some of the oil. Now, what are they doing with that oil when they get it? They're moving it. Yeah. For people who are not really going to question why this oil is half the cost of sure. the price of oil in other places around the world, right? Very much a lot of that black market stuff going on. Got it. The hard thing is you're talking about a ship. Mm-hmm. You can't like hide it under a blanket. Right. So you have to be taking it to a port that is completely cool with what's happening, right? You're right. going to take it back to your home base. Tortuga. Yes. There we go. So you are going to try and make contact and find a way to get a ransom. Why would—so, again, I can't imagine being desperate enough to be a pirate, but at the same time, 
knowing that a pirate attack is happening almost every other day in predictable shipping lanes, and knowing that the pirates don't want to steal your stuff as much as they want to turn you into a hostage situation. I can't imagine a lot of legitimate people signing up to be cargo ship staff. Well, and it's it's hard too, right? We talked about the Ever Given and that there were less than 50 people on board. Mm-hmm. So I think that oftentimes we think, oh, it's really easy to over, you know, you're just going to overrun these pirates that are getting on. There's really not very many of you. And these ships are huge. You're talking about thousand foot vessels. Like you can't exactly just like come help your buddy in three seconds. Like you got a long way to go. How many of these people are trained to be quasi security to fight against a a pirate who's, you know, rattling off a bunch of AK or rocket launchers or have you, did you by chance do any research on like the sort of weaponry? Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why it can cost so much. Like I said, you can't show up with a BB gun. Right. So these guys are using anything and everything they can get their hands on. Now that black market where they're selling the oil, mm-hmm. oh, there's also ammunition available at that, right? Which, so they're making switches. And you can't buy ammunition on the market, on, on the legitimate market at the moment. Correct. <laughs> so and if so, you want ammo, you got to go... You got to go dark Underbelly. web. You got to okay. go dark web. So, and the other thing I thought was interesting is with some of these attacks, they were talking about um, this Turkish ship that got attacked off the coast of Nigeria, and it took six hours to to get on, to work their way through, to secure it. I think we think like a carjacking. Yeah. Like after about fifteen seconds, you're probably just going to give up and go on to the next one because mm-hmm. like someone's going to see you. But again, you're at the high seas. Right. Like no one's coming. Is anybody swinging? From one mast? Absolutely not. Okay. Because that's, that's what I thought I was going to see. Yeah, that's not typically what's happening. So it took six hours for forced entry. They locked themselves in a safe area, right? And then they forced themselves on. They secured the boat. And the first thing that they do is they disable all of the ship systems. Okay. Imagine, right, it's your worst fear. You're out on the ocean mm-hmm. and no one knows where you are. No one can talk to you. No one can come find you. You can't even say, hey, we're down the street. Come send a boat. And the staff has already locked themselves into a safe room. Yeah. Okay. And so the boat's just sitting there, and now the pirates have control of the whole thing. So here's what they did with in this particular situation. They left the navigation system, mm-hmm. and a few of the remaining crew members had to find their way to the port. Okay. And they took some of the other ones okay. with them. Now, when we think about the attacks that taking place, to, there are 195 pirate attacks. Oh my gosh. In 2020. Okay. 33 more than were in 2019. Now, were they social distancing? It was the year of COVID. Absolutely not. Okay. Pirates do not care. Okay. What they do care about is getting money for their ransom. Mm-hmm. And here's what I thought was interesting, is that these ransoms... I don't know why. Again, probably media. I'm just assuming they're making a phone call. Money is getting transferred on the wire, and they're letting these guys go. And you do like that one for one exchange, like uh, what's that movie with the Indiana Jones, okay. right? Where you have to like pick up the pick up the rock, the gold idol, yeah, the, with yeah, the, the gold sand. idol. Okay. Yes. So I feel like it's like that, but it is not like that at all. In fact, some of these negotiations can take a year. So these people are stuck on a a boat, not on a boat. Sorry, so they'll, they'll no, they'll take oh. them somewhere else. Okay. That's because again, you can't leave them on the boat because the boat's going to be trackable. Okay. So you take them off the boat. So the the pirates aren't stealing booty. Not typically. You, you got to do a lot more with that. Yeah. 
Now, when it comes to like the negotiations, I saw like a video that was crazy where they bring in a helicopter. Mm -hmm. The helicopter like drops down the money like from the top onto uh-huh. the top of the boat. And then there's some type of transfer and things that take place. Now, th- whatever they are able to get, which it just depends. So 30% of what they get goes to the investors, Okay. those that funded the trip. So they're making money. So they want to attack the bigger boats, right? The bigger boats, you're going to get more money. The bigger companies, the more money you're going to get to. Mm-hmm. I was looking it up, and I think it was 2019. Almost $8 billion was lost to pirate attacks. But we say not lost as in sunken treasure, lost as in handed over. Handed over or lost revenue. Okay. Okay. Lost revenue. And not every pirate attack ends with pirates taking over the boat. Okay. But I was reading something, um, and they were talking about the amount of money it takes just to escape pirates. And going from 13 knots to 17 knots, which, again, I'm not a a boat guy, Uh but I don't think that's that big of a change. I don't think so. Cost you something like $80,000 a day. So just increasing the speed, right? You know, and you mm-hmm. like push that gas pedal, you're like, there goes a dollar. Right. It's like, no, there goes thousands of dollars, and we're mm-hmm. trying to escape and get away from these pirates. I'm surprised, again, this this is a world that I don't fully understand, and, you know, obviously cargo has to be uh, uh, checked at port, and you, you want to know that the people on your legitimate boat are law-abiding citizens. I'm surprised there aren't more armed security. So that's becoming a thing now. Okay. Especially with some of these bigger companies because you can't afford it. And there actually is even a ransom. In, there's actually ransom and pirate insurance that you can get. Maybe we missed our calling. Maybe we should have gone into pirate insurance. I mean, I don't think it's from the general. Oh, no. But, but you're, definitely, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely getting some pirate insurance. And I was looking based on these attacks. The, the, the percentage of death is only at 9%. Okay. So most people aren't dying. Although if I hear going on my jobs, a 9% chance of death every day, that's not a great look. But as educators, don't we lose about 9% of our soul? Sounds about right. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. So when we think about like what actually is taking place, again, we talk about opportunity. Mm -hmm. This is what they're doing. Why aren't they fishing? Well, that's a good question. Uh, Most folks have, have overfished. I don't think there's any fishable uh, waters anymore that actually has what we call sustainable. So back to fishing, um, fisher people, because I, I want to be politically correct. I appreciate uh, that. You know, little boats can only go so far. Bigger boats can go further out. Now you've got these multi-million dollar business country conglomerates that are building cities on boats, and they go way out into the ocean and they, and they gobble up all the fish. And not to bore our listeners, but when you start messing with the food chain, food web ecosystem, and you decimate the tuna, you decimate the lobsters or, or the cod, you really throw the entire ecosystem into havoc. And so now, throughout the Indian Ocean and most other parts of the ocean, there just aren't enough fish to make it worth the while for the Somalis or, or, or anybody else to go out and fish. And here's another thing, because you mentioned this uh, uh, today, is um, a uh, Somalia is being uh, inundated with like toxic waste. You, From where? Okay. <laughs> um, there was a tsunami, I think, in the early 2000s. Yeah. And it kicked up a ton of toxic and nuclear waste. And so, you know, who's going to investigate that on on the 
you know, the eastern African coast. So the UN investigates and they discover that there was some sort of organized crime from out of Italy that has gone back as far as the 1800s that they were being paid by someone to drop nuclear and toxic waste into a very particular spot in the Indian Ocean. And then a tsunami hit and it pushed all of that waste. It, it, it disrupted it and it kicked it up and it just blew it washed it into the eastern coast of of Africa. So they just inherited it. Yeah. Not their problem, but right. they now have to deal with the repercussions of that. Right. And again, talk about this the sea is not being policed. There there are no beat cops in the Indian Ocean uh, looking to see who's fishing illegally or, or being pirates or of all things dumping nuclear <laughs> toxic waste. It doesn't seem real. Right. And you think about how much movement is taking place, right? We talked about the tides and we talked about the currents and everything, and mm -hmm. it's hard to place, right? That non-point source, I mean, the UN found it, mm -hmm. but how many things are just absolutely moving through and they're like, we would love to just fish. Mm -hmm. That would be great. But y'all keep coming in and y'all keep doing this. And what we see is that you are in fact ruining our potential to actually improve our situation. Right. And I think what scares me is after a while, I remember me and some buddies when we were real little, we were, uh, we just skate around town a little bit. And then just skating wasn't fun anymore. So we started getting into a little bit of trouble and we'd throw rocks at each other. And what started off as good fun turned into us trying to hurt each other on a regular basis. And that's what we would set out to do. So I have to imagine that when you've got a, uh, a people desperate, again, the British were just as desperate. That's why they tried uh, trading and you know navigating around Africa looking for, for goods. And when they found something they really liked... They took it. They took it. Um, history just calls them something different other than pirates. Right. They're explorers. When the, when the, the, when, when the juice is worth the squeeze, when, when you're getting these ships that are maybe upwards worth of you know, six million... Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, for this much of an investment, you're telling me I can make, you know, three times back my investment, mm -hmm. like in a day. Like you're gonna start getting some very, there's some very rich people in Somalia yeah. that I'm pretty sure are not paying taxes. Absolutely. And so you don't know how much money they have or what they're connected to, but all of a sudden, you're finding out that you have access to, like you said, there are occasions where they have used rocket launchers mm -hmm. and grenades and have fired on these things and are getting better boats and are getting more well-trained guys to come in. Mm -hmm. And wherever there's an opportunity, people will use that opportunity to get ahead. Right. It's, it's been the story of mankind. You know what this sort of reminds me of is NASCAR. I'm missing the connection. I'm glad you asked. I'm going to inform you. I didn't ask, but Do continue. you know where NASCAR, the, its roots come from? Only because of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Bootlegging. Bootlegging. Right. And so these guys, to, to make a buck, right, the government made... Right. Alcohol illegal. So now all of a sudden stills and, and, and drink was illegal. So these guys souped up their cars to go super fast to transport. Got to outrun the cops. Yeah, got to outrun them. Um, I have to imagine you're now looking at an industry, a pirate industry of boat guys and ammunition guys and strategy. It's the, it's the Green Bray. It's, yeah. it's the... It's the, you know, Blackwater groups that mm -hmm. you, you, you're never going to know about. Mm -hmm. But I mean, how many... How, Many pirate attacks have you ever heard of? Well, I'm telling you that happened in every other day. Only, only the one that involved Tom Hanks. Right, which is completely true, and it was really and Tom again, Hanks. I, I, <laughs> and again, I can't watch stuff like that because it is real. 
Um, and they, whoever, whoever that one character was that I saw on the trailer. Such a great job. He had no, yeah, there was no life behind his eyes. Such so a great job. I hope he was an actor. Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. But what we see is that it, it's happening so much more often than we know, but when it's not at your front door, mm-hmm. you don't know. Right. But you do have to adapt and evolve, and that's what countries are doing. Mm-hmm. And so we have these groups, and um, NATO is one of them. They re- had something called Operation Ocean Shield. You just can't make stuff up. That Mark. one's actually true. It's okay. not the Avengers. It's really true. <laughs> Operation Ocean Shield. They're sending these bo- these ships out, and they're trying to patrol these particular areas because they do have at least the advantage of knowing where these ships are going to go. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, who's going to pay for them? I told you that shipping is expensive mm-hmm. in terms of it's cheap to transport goods, but if you're going to do this every single day, someone's got to foot the bill. It should be China. Well, we'll get into China. Okay. But when we think about what's taking place we have to figure out new ways to be good and i was reading about this and i think this is awesome i don't know if you've ever heard like there's this rumor that's all over the internet that um these ships are using britney spears songs to keep pirates away have you heard this before so prior to our discussion last week there has not been a lot of pirate searches on my computer but now that you are is is this old britney innocent britney yeah like they play like oops i did it again and, and that and keeps it, them away. It keeps the pirates away. That was like the rumor. The citronella candle of pirates. Yeah. <laughs> and I was doing some more research on it because I'm like, what are we talking about here? Right? Please be and, true. No, and it's not true, but here's what they here's what they are doing. They're using what they call LRADs. So they're long-range acoustic devices okay. that essentially will blast. I'm not a science guy. Waves. You're, you're, you're good so far. That's not how it waves. <laughs> That's how it sounds in my head. At these pirate ships. That's awesome. And it is upwards of 150 decibels. 150. Okay. And I was like, how, how, I was like eh, how loud is that? Did you look it up? I did look it up. Good for because you. Because I wanted to have some info. So if you are standing 25 feet away from a jet engine... Okay. That's what 150 decibels sounds like. And okay. I said, what are the consequences of that? Ruptured eardrum. <laughs> Right. So it will absolutely decimate people. And well, and what a genius weapon. Absolutely. Doesn't kill you. No. But it will absolutely get you to turn away. It's also going to jack up some some ocean navigation for the dolphins and the whales and maybe some birds. That for sure is probably true. Right. But we're talking about pirates. So if I can just make two quick notes. If you hold a raw egg in front of a concert speaker for four hours— you can hard boil that egg with the energy that is playing out of a concert speaker. For no, hours. yeah, that, that's, I'll take that tidbit away. Okay, and please don't don't Google that. Hit me with part two. The United States military and probably every other military at this point is is working on non lethal weaponry, and one of them is sonic guns, and most of it's for crowd control. So if you're on the back end of this gun aiming it, you don't really get hit with those waves, like bass, bass speakers. Yeah. Remember that feeling in your yeah. chest? Um, so for crowd control, they can fire these sonic guns, and the closer you get, the more of that energy you're going to feel, and it will make you nauseated. And bring you to your knees. Absolutely. But And, you know, it's America, so even our non-lethal weapons have to have little padded <laughs> right. little edges. Um, but yeah, your eardrums, it's going to make your brain rattle. It makes total sense. So I love, though, that, that again, it, it's non-lethal, right? Um, and 
these guys are going to have to really want to get to that ship while they're vomiting and, you know, double vision, ruptured eardrums. Right. You better really want it. Real bad. And so that's that's one thing they're doing. They also are, big companies are hiring these quasi ex-military mm-hmm. to monitor their boats. Here's the problem. That cuts into your bottom line. Those guys don't work for free. Mm-hmm. Is it worth what you're getting, right, in terms of protection based on what could possibly happen? Mm-hmm. Now, you also don't want to just start shooting and killing people on your boats. Like, that's not good for PR either, well, even if they're pirates. But, Mark, some people don't want to do that. I've met some ex-military guys. Some strange cats. They like that sort that's of thing. That's true. There's some strange cats. Yeah. Here's the other thing. It is such a difficult thing to prosecute. Sure. So what ends up happening most of the time from what I was reading is these pirates eventually just get let go. Really? What, what are you going to do? You're going to take them back to Somalia? Okay. There's no central government. Right. There's no one. And one of the things that they said was an issue is that Somalia's laws of the sea are so old that, and they haven't been adapted to meet with the times. And so even ships that are trying to offer help that say, hey, we will come in and help in your waters, right? Mm-hmm. In your territory. They can't even enter into Somalia water space to That's even crazy. try and help because of how old these laws are, because they haven't been updated. You can't update laws when you don't have a central government or a body that's in place to actually be a legislative body. So that they are struggling and they are sort of digging their own grave with all of this. And for these pirates, maybe it does sound a little bit better when you know that there's not a chance of like long-term jail. There's no world right. police. Well, and, and some of the things that I've seen, uh, again, it goes back to desperation, right? Lack of resources, lack of systems that you can trust and rely upon uh, to support. Um, and so these guys really feel like they've got nothing nothing to lose. I will say, I, I think we're on to a shirt. End piracy by local. Oh, I kind of like I did that. There? I do kind of like yeah. that. I don't know. It's trademarked, by the way, guys. Don't don't take my stuff. Patent pending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the world of piracy is, I, I don't want to say fun because it's not fun for mm-hmm. anyone, but it's so interesting. It's just mm-hmm. one more thing that people every day never think twice about, mm-hmm. but it is something that's affecting a lot of places around the world. Absolutely. And it's changing the way people are going to have to live. Is it going to change the way you live? Um, I'm no longer going to be watching Johnny Depp pirate movies <laughs> because of its inaccuracy. <laughs> I don't know. He plays a really good... He's uh, great. Yeah. He's great. Well, before we go, why don't you hit him with a little bit of wisdom of the week? Oh, well, I'm glad you brought that up. Was that a good pirate? It was awful. I thought I thought you were like choking on something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Arg. It's... It's a dumb... Some people it's can. A, it's a dumb... I know, accent. but I'm, I'm not one of them. Yeah. So since you brought up Jack Sparrow... No, I'm just messing. I was like, was don't not. do that. We lose all credibility. We start using Jack Sparrow quotes. Beyonce Knowles was close enough last week. Yeah, it was pretty good. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give credit where, where it's due. Uh, Mark Mark found this one by author Brownell Landrum. A thief might steal from anyone. Why he's stealing from you is what you need to understand. And I, it sounds like these guys aren't picking a country or a company to steal from. It's they're, they're, they see an opportunity to ransom, and they'll they'll pick anybody up to ransom for any amount of money they can. It's all about efficiency, yeah. and it's about being effective in trying mm-hmm. to better your situation. And yeah. it's easy to sit here on our side of the situation and think, why don't you just do this, this, and this? We're not living in Somalia day to day. That civil war has been going on for 30 years. We yeah. are having the smallest 
globally, right, you would consider small protests and the country's falling apart. Right. It, try going 30 years without this. And, 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 and knowing that the government is not eventually going uh -huh. to come in and help. That That's is your, scary. That is your lifetime. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it, it would be very hard to find hope in yeah. that, I think. Well, I hope our podcast offers hope. I hope so, too. <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. I hope Josh feels more like an alpha. I do. Alpha-ish. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, no pun, hijacked that podcast as well. But guys, thanks for listening. Hit us up on The Common Counterpart on Instagram. Give us uh, a five-star review and a rating on Apple. Share us uh, on Spotify, on your Instagram stories. We really appreciated it. Josh, we will see you next week. Absolutely. See you guys.